With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. When you're a pro, your reputation is built and proven over time. That's why the Home Depot carries Loctite PL Premium Max Construction Adhesive, the strongest on the market. It stays 100% solid after curing. It won't develop air pockets. And like your reputation, it holds up over time. Right now, get 12 or more for the bulk price of only $8.53 each. Loctite PL Premium Max at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Frackers. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Cop and Fracker, powered by Touchline Media Group. I am your host for this week, Chris, and I am joined by an all-star cast. I have with me today, Joe. Oh, guys, how are you doing, sir? I am fine. I am fine. Awesome. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't really know what to say. About that, in honesty. No. Right, okay. <laughs> Everything okay, bro? You know, you can talk to me. You can talk to me. It's all good. It's a safe space. No, no, no. So, listen, the, the season starts in three weeks, is it? Or four weeks? It's crazy. He's come back really quick. So, like the season, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm just ready to get into this new season. Um, and just pretty much pick it up from there, see what we can do and see if we can go for the double again. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm also joined by Marco. How are you doing, sir? Hello, hello. I'm good. I'm just here trying to gear up for Sunday. Obviously, I don't want to lose that match because of who it's against. It'd be nice to see the boys playing again as well. So, yeah, we're playing a competitive match as well. No, definitely. I think today was very much a competitive fixture, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get stuck in some community shield preview action later on. I'm also joined by Anik. How are you, sir? Doing well, Chris. How you doing? Not too bad, thank you, my man. How are you? Uh, how are you coping with any Thiago-based news? <sighs> trying to trying to keep as tight-lipped as possible now that he's you know Champions League winner. But um, 
Anyway, let's let let let's stick to more relevant matters. Um, it was good to see the boys back in action this week. That's it. Two games this week. Let's let's talk about oh. And those are the infectious laughs of Mr. Ellis. How are you doing, sir? Oh, well, sir. Well, sir. What what a wonderful class we've got here, man. You know, it's a good booth, man. It's a good booth for this week. I'm uh, very much looking forward to recording with you all. So. Let's get stuck into it then. Um, Saturday, Liverpool played a pre-season game against Stuttgart uh, in what can only be described as uh, apocalyptic conditions, considering the weather was fairly diabolical. And they also played today, when we were, while we were recording this, on Tuesday the 25th of August against Red Bull Salzburg, who were a fairly impressive unit. So... I want to talk to you guys about what you've seen from, from both games. I think we can merge both together and kind of discuss pros and cons, stocks rising, stocks fallings, and any initial impressions you've got in terms of formation changes. So, um, I'm trying to figure out who's actually watched the bloody games now. Um, <laughs> uh, Anik, everyone, I'll, I'll keep, let's, let's open the floor. So, let's start off with some stocks rising. Players you've seen across the space of the, you know, it's only what, 90 minutes per player, if that. Um, who have you been most impressed with stocks-wise? I think I'll go straight to you, Al, because stocks and shares, <laughs> it is your forte. Yes, and you had stocks and shares is. in one specific player last season. And you know, yes, the returns sir. took a little bit longer. Took a little bit longer, you know. But yes. you know, when that return game. hits, it's lovely. lovely. Mm. Yeah, um, I watched 45 minutes of Saturday's game. And then um, I didn't get to watch today's game. But my boy did score. Um, he stocks are rising. Like I've been saying in the group chat, I'm, I'm, I'm for selling Origi and giving his minutes to Brewster. Um, Brewster just looks like a sharp shooter in the box. He's not particularly the best footballer outside of the box, but he's effective. He's quick enough. Yeah. He's, um, he's an intelligent footballer. He's got a good first touch. He's got a good hold-up play. And most importantly, he scores. And he's scoring at uh, a crazy rate. Even as of last season, before he went out alone, increasingly, he still banged goals as well. And he banged a couple against Tramway Rovers. Then um, I think he went injured or so. I'm not too sure, but he disappeared for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the stocks are gradually rising for Ryan Brewster, man. Absolutely. It's funny you say that about him being a, you know, a bit of a natural goal scorer and a... I guess a traditional fox in the box because most of his action does come in the 18-yard area. So this is a clock. This is a clock quote from today. Um, Ryan is a young boy and he can learn a lot of things, but he's a natural goal scorer. He has to be more involved in games, but I have to say, in the decisive moments, he's 100% there. I like that a lot, and he's a wonderful kid. So it's. I think that's just personifies what we know about Brewster at the moment, doesn't it? That yeah. he is, you know, he's a natural finisher, brilliant in those those defining moments of the games but in terms of being that profile of player that we possibly need up front he's still got a little bit more growth to do which is which is expected because you know when you're uh, was it 20 years old 19 20 years old you still have a lot of that development to do and a lot of that instinctiveness to, to drop back and know when to initiate press and stuff but no i mean from what we've seen in pre-season three goals in two games it's it's a really impactful start and i'm really happy for him yeah definitely and i think um before you move on I think it's like um, he's probably looking at it as a Lewandowski project. When Lewandowski first came to Dortmund, he put it, played him on the wings a lot of time just to allow him to understand mm-hmm. understand the game, get involved with the game. So I think it's it's going to be like that where we're going to see Brewster playing on the wings a lot, just so that he can get that into his game in the build up and whatnot. But like like Klopp said, man, he's he's a natural finisher. Both goals today, just natural finishes. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, Mark, Anik, any guys that you've been impressed with from the preseason games so far? From what I have seen, I'm impressed with the other star boy, Jones. Looks really assured in possession. I believe he got an assist last game. Not versus Stuttgart versus... Sorry, not versus Salzburg versus Stuttgart. Um, played really well. He's really assured on the ball. Really progressive with his play as well. And he just like looks like someone that's gonna take Klopp's words on his shoulders and just go with it and play use his ability to showcase his skill, I guess. I think yeah, obviously there's Brewster, there's Jones. I was 
pretty impressed by. Um, I also yeah, think you've got, you've, um, you've got a lot of um, you've got a lot of stock in the Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones, yeah, yeah. Patreon exclusive that one is. Yeah, um, I love the plug. Fantastic, <laughs> seamless. <laughs> um, but for me, I think um, Mina Mina played pretty decently as well. It was yeah. good to see him uh, come on. You know, he done. You know, he picked up the ball. He looks a little bit more stronger. Looks, you know, physically get about. Um, so yeah, obviously. Good, good to see him have a have a decent run out. Obviously, he needs to build on that. Um, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where where he fits in. Yeah, it's a bit of a. I think it's a bit of a strange one for Minamino because I think he could play one of three positions in this Liverpool team. I think he could play in that Lalana type role in the midfield because it's very yep. good on the turn. Has that initial? He's got a really good initial burst of pace where when he gets off the turn, he can move the ball forwards about 10-15 yards really quickly which is which is good to see I think he'd be very impactful on that right hand side of the pitch in that kind of Mo Salah role probably not to the impact where Mo is drifted about all over the pitch but if he stuck out mm-hmm. to that right and moved slightly into the middle I think he'd be impactful there and of course in that uh, false nine Roberto Firmino role as the, yeah. the, the profile player is very very similar um, Joe I'll come to you on this one um, who you've been impressed by and also who you think hasn't looked that great so far in the preseason games that you might have expected a little bit more from you're, you're, on, mute, you're on mute buddy can you hear me okay so um, my stocks and Brewster are pretty much as high as it can be. Um, I'm, I, I haven't been. I mean, I haven't. I haven't been shy about saying that we we need a natural striker. Um, so, seeing what he's doing is is just amazing to me. And uh, I think sometimes we get away with ourselves and say he's gonna. You know, he needs a bit of. Um, he needs to just. He just needs a little bit more time and whatnot. But the only way you get that sort of experience and stuff is if you're actually playing. So, I absolutely want to see him. Um, at some point being a permanent fixture in the, in the first team. I just think he, you know, the sky's the limit for him. So I've been really impressed with him. Um, I'll say I'm, I'm also keeping an eye on Billy Camatio. I, I think that's how you you say his, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah. And, you you know, as far as defenders, I like my defenders in the traditional sense, as in I need them well over six foot and somewhat athletic. So I've been keeping an eye on him and the fact that Klopp reigns, you know, has been... Praising him is pretty good as well, and I, I, I like to look at him. Um, I caught a bit of the game uh, today against um, Salzburg. Um, Joel Gomez hasn't really looked at it, um, Fabinho as well. But then that's just me being extra because it's they have just come back from um, you know a, a crazy season, and they have just come back really. Um, they're not match fit or sharp, so. Um, I can excuse that. Um, I don't really look out for anyone else because what I'm looking at so far is how we're gonna how we're gonna progress for the new season and how we're gonna improve. So I look at those little pockets, those little bits of how we can improve. And, and from an attacking perspective, Brewster is one of them. And I also look for the midfield. And Curtis Jones could be considered um, a star boy in that regard, but I probably want to see a little bit more from him, um, something more tangible from him before um, I get excited about him. But yeah. So far, uh, Billy Camacio, um and um, Rian Brewster. I just want to pick up on the point you said about Fabinho and Joe Gomez for today, especially for today's game. Yeah, just for, just for today's game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Salzburg looked like a team who were probably in mid-season form, which right. was which is quite the, quite the thing to say. They were very on it from the beginning of the game. And I think that intensity and pressure that they brought with their press and just having that desire to to consistently try and win the ball back was a little bit of a shock. Um, granted, pre-season or not, both of them made some costly mistakes that did lead to chances on goal and a goal. So I think it is right. fair to crit- criticise them, especially when you have a, I'm going to put air quotes on it, a competitive fixture coming mm-hmm. around within the next week. So I think there's a little bit of reason to be concerned with that, but... It's one of those ones where you're thinking it's a where they're probably thinking it's a preseason game. Let's get this bullshit out of the way now, and then we can concentrate when the real, when the, you know, when the real. Yeah, absolutely is fair. On the table. Yeah. Uh, anyone else who hasn't been impressed with 
I say hasn't been impressed, but has been left a little bit wanting more from some of the players in pre-season. Um, so I didn't see... Sorry, sorry go on, Chris, go on, I'm going to no, jump in there. Um, the... But I, I didn't see the game today, but I heard that um, Neko didn't really have the best of games at right back. Um, I was told that he got, you know, um, skinned a couple of times and his crossing really wasn't up to point. I suppose with, you know, there's question marks over Trent starting next week and Aubameyang, if he does play on the left-hand side, that probably could be one area of concern. You know, and I know we're going to come onto the Community Shield next week. Um, I think, yeah, that, that could be one area. Um, but, yeah, I suppose, yeah, pro- probably Neko Williams. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Did, did, did you see the game today? How, how did he play? Well, it's a funny story. I actually missed the first 15 minutes of the game because I couldn't find a, <laughs> I, I couldn't find a channel to watch it on. So let's put it that way. Uh, I pay for all my content. <laughs> so, <laughs> if any federal agents are listening to this, I pay for all my content. Um, and when I did find it, it, I thought I was watching the game. Then it turns out it was a replay of Liverpool versus Stuttgart. I didn't realise until about five minutes in. So... <laughs> I had an absolute mare there, but um, no. From from what I was what I was reading, he was getting terrorised slightly on that um, on that side of the pitch. Um, and yeah, it's. I think the, the Neko Williams one is a very good point because I think when you look at the, I think we all saw that that stats chart that came out with the average positions and stuff from the weekend's game, the first half especially, when a lot of the play was dictated to the left hand side of the field, um, where you saw Kate mm-hmm. mixing in with was really close to Mane. Salah was pushed over to the left as well. And Neko Williams was left incredibly isolated by himself on the right-hand side. And given the conditions, Stuttgart were trying to push there as well. But obviously, with the conditions, they wouldn't be able to get in those positions to exploit. Whereas it looked like today, Salzburg being a bit more of a team that switched on, and I'm going to butcher that guy's name, but let's just call him Dominic. Um, the Hungarian, I think he's Hungarian, Bulgarian, one of the two. Um, the good lad who plays for Red Bull Salzburg, let's just say that. Um, he was getting in at Neko Williams a fair few times as well, and his pace was definitely causing an issue, which is a bit of a rare one because you know, Neko has got a bit of speed. But I guess that's speed to be expected when he's not really there in terms of the in-game experiences yet, where if you look at Trent, some of the problems that he had when he was in the games when he first started are very reminiscent to what Neko has now, but that yeah. veteran experience gets into you in, in time. So... I think it's just one of those ones where when you kind of rack up, the, rack up the starts and rack up the stars, you'll be a bit more comfortable. But yeah, there is a little bit of a reason for concern, especially since Trent is not fit. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to quickly touch on Marco Gruich. Hasn't probably had the minutes in his legs that he probably wanted to show for this preseason. I know Glam's a big fan. Um, Joe, I think you're a, are you a fan as well of Marco Gruich? Oh, I really like him and... I don't understand why he isn't in the team. It's mind-boggling why he isn't in the team. So I really like him more than I like Nico Williams. I'm already a fan of Nico. I think he's good, but I think he is a bit behind as far as the physical aspect. So he he will get bullied. But I'm a fan of Grinch. I like him. I just like anyone who has that presence, who's big. I'm a, I'm an old school kind of guy. I like that sort of big, powerful guy who can move around. Um, and he's he's technically decent as well, so I don't. I mean, I'm a fan of him, but I guess just by the reactions of Ellis, he's not really a fan of. As you say, no, Ellis, before you, um, say, Ellis, before you kick in, I want to say Joey's very much a fan of that Baltic PNP. No, I rate him as a player, but it's not mind-boggling as to why he's not in the team. Like, it's very obvious he's not at that level yet. I mean, um, if if Emery Chan, if Emery Chan was in the for me they're one and the two the same. No, they're not, they're, they're not. Emery yeah, Chan, for me they are. They Emery, are Chan, Emery Chan was way Emery Chan was far and way more experienced. He had a better technical base than Grinch. Uh, yeah, I think um, Emery, Emery Chan was a bit ahead. It was it was more ahead than Grinch where he is now. He had um, a phenomenal Grinch, head of hair. Let's get did, that out he did, there. Yeah, he, he did have a wonderful head of hair. Beautiful. But and also, I, th- I think um, Grich at that at the time was very young, so there was a lot of um, would I say a lot of work he needed to be done with his awareness. What position was he good at? We don't know. That's that's what we said about Emre Chan. We wasn't we wasn't sure what he was good at. 
We no, just knew we, that he could play football. He could play centre back. He could play right back. He could play CM. He could play DM. And we just wasn't quite sure where he excelled. That's the same thing. It's one and the same. Okay, I, fair I, enough. I have to say, but Emma Chan's not here no more. Isn't it? So, El, before you before you kind of like move on to that next point, um, I just want to say in terms of player profile for Marco Gruich, what kind of midfielder in terms of who's playing now? Do you see him becoming in a, as a long term prospect? If that makes sense. Yeah. Player so who, profile. Uh, I'll, I'll have him. Goretzka. Oh, God. Yeah. Correct. Hey, that's really. I think yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's really. So, good. um, someone, uh, someone actually tweeted the cop end account. I did a tweet earlier on saying Michael Gurich, would you would you keep him? Would you keep him? Would you sell him? And they said they keep him because one of the players that they can would compare him to with his physical attributes and the way he moves around in the game is Leon Goretzka. And we've mm. seen with Leon Goretzka this season for Bayern Munich how much of a good kind of imposing figure and someone who's been able to get in the box and add a few goals into the tally has been. So I definitely would say there is a element to say to keep him around, especially if you can get him with a tactical now to do a bit more of that Judy one album role. Yeah, um, yeah. But I would also see if someone wanted to, I know you smiled there, Joe, because uh, <laughs> midfield is, is always a hot topic in the group. Um, but I also see the, if someone were wanting to sell him on for about 20, 25 million, but also then put in a uh, buyback clause where you can purchase him back where if he develops a lot more later on down the line. So it is a bit of a tricky one for Marco Gruish because I do think yeah, he needs to have the game time in him. Yeah, I think he needs the game time. Like we're saying that Ram Brewster needs the game time. I think he needs it more just because in that midfield, um, you, you, need, you need the minutes. You need, to, you need to play football as much as possible. But the, the midfield players that we currently have do not play, quote-unquote, football per se. It's only one person, really. Who, it depends on who you believe our current setup is in midfield. They Only one person plays, quote-unquote, football, and that is Fabinho. The rest of them don't really play football. They're more... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Henderson averages, like, 60 passes a game. So that's a lot of Are these passes that are going... Upfield or that's another argument. I mean, I'm, 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 quite, I'm, I'm just asking these questions. I'm, are, we yeah, talking, I'm saying, are, are we talking pa- pa- kind of passing to the final third? I mean, like, general, all pen, all like, if you're going to play balls. football, as in, like, yo, everywhere you are popping the ball about here and there, instead of just dropping deep every time and then just passing the ball from side to side. Yeah, but that's the I thing. Mean, that, 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 what, yeah. You know, but you have to look at how we play. Is that how we play? Do we just... Is is that by design because of what we have, or do you think that if we had better players in midfield, Klopp might be like a lot more adventurous as far as our build up, or is it because we are quite limited with, and guys, I'll take this the wrong way, quite limited with um, Genie and Hendo? No, that's a lie because no club has Klopp ever done that. See, a lot of people come and start saying we're limited. Have you ever seen Klopp become a possession based team? Even from Dortmund, no, no, it's, it's not about possession based, but no, it's but about that's, that. no. That's the question I'm asking. Have we okay. ever seen it? Has Klopp ever done it? No, he hasn't done it. It's been it's been quick build up, transition from defense to and press and counter press, and that's how we play. Okay. So you look, so you look for players who who fit that profile. When it comes to playing football, I believe that people like Henderson, Gino, Van Alden, to a lesser extent, do possess the ability to pass the ball. I've definitely what? seen it from Hend- I've definitely seen it from Henderson in the past the ability to pass a ball. He can. Fairly far he can. Down the pitch. Ginny Ginny's a weird one. Yeah, Ginny Ginny's a weird one. That that, a very weird one. that what he does in the team, I just think that is genuinely weird in itself. Um but yeah, uh, let's let's move on to the to the next part of what we're gonna talk about, and that is who you got so we, we do this thing every season where we kind of talk about who we wanna see kind of like little incremental gains from and who we're expecting a little bit more from the season after. So I just want to ask you guys all individually, but I feel like the collective answer is going to be the same. So who do you guys realistically see the incremental gains coming from this season? Like, who are you going to see in, out, increased output from as, uh, for, for next season mm-hmm. as compared to last season? Mm-hmm. Mark, I'll come to you on this one, because I can see you smiling at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> First of all, my boy Nabi, if he stays fit, I think he's going to be very influential to the squad. Um, then I'm going to go for the Starboys, Jones and Brewster. If 
Brewster doesn't end up going out on loan, I feel like he have a part to play, especially with games coming thick and fast. He will get minutes. Jones as well. Jones seems really progressive where every time he plays football. So I can see even with limited minutes, him being slightly more influential. Um, I think Tomiskas, I think I'm saying it wrong, but I feel like the opportunity to rest Robertson will bode well for both him and Robertson. He'll be able to come in and step in. And he does look good. He'll be able to come in and contribute where he can. Robertson will be allowed that time to rest. So when he is on the pitch, he'll be a lot fitter, a lot sharper. And I do have a hot take. I don't know if I should say it right now. I should probably have said it in the group first. But I think Shaq's going to have... This is a safe space. Who? Safe space. As soon as I said the words, this is a safe space. I actually didn't hear it. I thought, I thought he said... What did you say? I think Sakiri's going to have a part to play. And the only being... Shut up, Joe, man. Bro, no, I'm being serious. The sound, the sound really dropped, so I didn't hear what he said. I'm actually being serious. Hey, my bad. Can you hear me better? Yeah. 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 The reason I think Shakiri is because he didn't play. He hardly played at all last season. It looks like Squad Harmony's back there. You saw the video when they were circling around him um, and he was doing an interview. It seems like he's been more ingrained into the squad this season as opposed to the middle of last season. Um, and with games coming thick and fast, like I mentioned earlier, I guarantee Klopp will have to call it, call on him at some time. And although we know he's maybe not Salah's level, not Marnie's level, not that top tier level, we still know he possesses qualities that will serve us well throughout the season. So, yeah, that's my hot take. Shakiri will be... Somewhat about contributing. Where would you I see him I'm having that? Sold from. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's bloody sold him in a transfer game that we've done so far. So it's an encouraging sign. I just want to quickly say, Mark, where do you see him making that impact? Would you see him I being mean, in the midfield or being in that rotation yeah. in the front three? I think it's going to be rotation for Salah still. Okay. Because I'm thinking throughout the squad, who else can really play off the bat? I know we've mentioned Minamino can. I don't think Klopp is going to go towards that. From what Klopp, well, what it looks like Klopp's doing, he lacks inverted wingers. So it's going to be Harvey and Shaq at the moment being Salah's rotational options. Harvey, I don't think is completely ready. I think he'll get bullied out of the Prem at the moment, especially because of the size. Shaq is slightly more suited. So I think he'll be called on slightly more. This is why we need a, another rotation option for the front three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Anik, how about you? Yep. Incremental gains. So, yeah, I think I'll, I'll echo what Marco said. Um, obviously, I put a lot of stocks into Curtis. Um, Majority Brewster's shareholder. Role. Majority C- shareholder. CJ17 Enterprises. CJ17. Now, you started with CJ... Um, what was it, 48 last year? Yeah, so yeah, CJ 48 last year. There you go for the and now CJ 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think um, definitely Cater. Um, I think we've seen um, since, um, since, since lockdown, he, he, he was our best player. Mm-hmm. He, I think when he picks up the ball in the midfield, he like looks to make something happen and he likes to carry the ball. He likes to be... You know, he's, he's willing to risk it in terms of providing that little bit of creativity. So he's willing to risk losing the ball because I feel as though he wants to provide that bit of creativity. Do you um, feel that he's got a little bit more comfortable with the physicality of the Premier League now? Because when you look at the old videos of him in Bundesliga, he wasn't shy of putting himself about and getting physical, exactly. which is one of the things that I thought he missed in that first 18 months. And now you're seeing it yeah. coming to fruition where you know, he's putting himself a bit, he's holding up the ball well, he's bursting up the pitch. And it's like you said... He's weighing up the risk reward thing very well now, and it's it's coming yeah. off for him. And I think coming off against yeah in the game against Stuttgart, it was very evident to see a lot of the play rotate yeah. through him as well. Yeah, um, and then um, obviously I haven't seen enough of Shimikas or Simikas, however you pronounce it, um, for him to make incremental gains. But I think the fact that we do have cover there, and you know I would like to see Robbo rested a bit. Just because you know he looked, 
he looked tired. I think his lockdown. Now, whether or not it was a drink or the partying, but yeah, he looked he looked he looked pretty tired. Um, um, and I want to make sure that you know, um, you know, we just have cover there. But I think with with Simicast, you know, we can see that he's got a lot of pace. You know, he's got a lot of desire. You know, he wants to make an impact. But I think we just need to sort of nurture in the right way and make sure he's more, you know, Robbo than Moreno. And, yeah. you know, we need to make sure he, he just doesn't end up being like, you know, Moreno. So, um, I think, yeah, uh, I, think, I, think Je- I think James Milner's uh, already on that case, gave him a bit of a bollock in the yeah. weekend, which I thought oh. was, quite, uh, <laughs> was quite funny. So, fuck's sake, Costas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, is what you like, which is what you love to see. Uh, Joe, how about yourself? Nabi, no, um, 100%. Minamino, um, I kind of need him to kind of pick it up. Um, just because he's such a wily fox, he's so, like, he's mentally sharp. He's really, he's got that IQ. He's really quick. And I like the position he takes up. It's the positions he takes up. So I'm hoping, I don't know where we're going to fit him. I haven't got a clue where he will fit. But I'd like to see him, like, pick up some of those um, minutes incrementally, and obviously just based off of performances as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he actually integrates into the squad and, and what he brings as well. Uh, Shimikas, um, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, it, we'll probably see a lot more of him just because we now have someone who is, I guess, uh, competent at left back. So we he can afford to rest. Um, Robertson and then have him fit and fire, firing and ready for like the games against the City or the lesser clubs like Arsenal that could be tricky and stuff like that. So um, yeah, for, for me it's, it's Naby and um, Minamino. No, I, I really like that um, Minamino pick. I understand your concern about where he'd fit in but I feel like he's he strikes me as very much of a chess piece footballer where he can kind of take up all these different positions and has this really good versatility and I think with a manager like Clark Peel and, you know, with the backroom staff and uh, all the data led stuff that we've got going on behind the scenes, we'll definitely find the right role for him going forward, whether it be, uh, you know, on that right through the middle or coming in the midfield. So very much looking yeah. forward to his development this season. Uh, last but not least, Mr. Ellis, how about yourself, sir? Incremental gains. Um, obviously, we want to see more from Bobby. Um, nine goals wasn't really acceptable last season, so we want to see more from him. Um, I've, 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 I've already stayed a few weeks back and uh, Julian turned down my bet but I said he's going to get 15 league goals this season yeah we want, we want to see that we want to see yeah. that eight more um, Ox I think Ox has, still has a bit to offer whether yeah. it is midfield or on the wing he's if you cut down all the noise he's a talented player he's a talented player so he's got a lot to offer so you want to see a bit more from him. Um, I'm probably Nabi, yeah, maybe. We want to see him a bit more consistent. So those little gains. I think if those three players have marginal gains and the marginal upside, I think we can see Liverpool getting more than one trophy mm-hmm. uh, next season. I just want to quickly throw this back up for uh, all of you, in all honesty. Do you think the midfield in general, there needs to be a higher output? And I'm talking less on the assist, even for the assist side of things, when you count Ginny in the conversation, considering it's what, no assists in almost two years now, which is quite the stat, but he does have the goals to his name. Do you think there needs to be a higher goal output from this current midfield setup? Yeah, yeah, considering like last season we scored 85 league goals. We scored 85 league goals and Man City got about 100, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that we can, Henderson, Genie, they can get five apiece in the league. Or can get five. I can't see why Naby can't get, can't get five. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not, we're not asking for our, our midfielders to like be a Lampard or anything, but just five, uh, five to seven league goals each. Ten in all comps. I think it adds, adds a lot to Liverpool. And I think there is a case to say that, yeah. They they need to increase the output. Yeah, I I I, I agree with what Ellis said. I think you know, 
those those numbers, goals and assists, I think from a midfield, you know, should should be increased definitely. Um, but the way we do play, you know, the goals do get spread around the team, and you know, if the midfielders could chip in with a few more goals, it would definitely help us. Um, so yeah, def- definitely agree with what uh, Alyssa's saying. There. Yeah, um, I think it's a bit of a, it's definitely a focal point for the team to go on for next for next season. 100%. I'm just trying to pull up the, the stats whilst <laughs> frantically trying to pull up the stats. I, I, I think... so if you guys could quickly keep the conversation going while I'm doing that, I'd be fantastic. <laughs> you know I've, got, I've got an opposite view. So I don't think they need to. It would be wanted, I guess. I mean, oh, sorry. Someone just I pulled, I, I pulled, sorry, sorry, Mark. I've pulled the stats up. So this is from midfield in the Premier League only last season. Alex Oxlade, so. Like like Alice said, from three, got most of the goals. There was five goals from Virgil van Dijk, which from a centre-back, fairly impressive. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, four goals, one assist. Gino Wijnaldum, four goals, zero assists. Jordan Henderson, four goals, five assists, which pretty good, in my opinion. Um, Fabino, two goals, three assists. James Milner, two goals, two assists. Naby Kaya, two goals, three assists. Adam Lallana, one goal, one assist. Curtis Jones, one goal, and that's it. Mm. So it's not. If we add up all those totals, that probably comes to about what twenty goals, yeah, something near enough that. I don't think it's out of the question, or it would be an absurd thing to ask for them to up that to around about thirty, thirty-two goals. Exactly. Or even if it's a forty-five assist, goals and assists combined. Yeah, I don't think it would be absurd. Asking for that, especially someone yeah. like like Genie, who's very much a goal scoring midfielder. I know people like to say uh, the role he has in the team, this, that, and the third. But I think that's in defensive yep. in the defensive phase. Well, this is the thing with Genie as well, and uh, me and you have had this conversation a lot of times, where you can see when we're pushing forward a lot more, he gets in those goal scoring positions. And he's yeah. more than capable of making late runs into the box, which is one of my yeah. massive growths with him. And you do see him pass up easy shot opportunities as well sometimes. So that is a very much a, a, a gripe with me. Um, and I do think we're going to see a lot of midfield rotation this season as well, which is why I don't think the increased input from midfield is necessarily out of the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to be it's going to happen anyway. So like while. I don't like I was saying before. I don't think it's needed. It would be warranted. I guess so. Wanted, I guess, just to push us over that edge. But I personally feel like with increased minutes that Naby's going to get, he's going to have more production. Um, if we bring in Thiago, say, sorry, sorry, Mark. When you say yeah. increased product, increased production, what would you say is an ideal? We're, we're having this. It was to say we're having this conversation this time in June next year. Um, talking about Naby's season, what would you say constitutes a successful season for Naby Kaya? In if terms Naby of goals gives me seven goals in the Prem anyway, seven goals, five assists, I'll be happy with that. Say would seven goals, five assists. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 25 starts, I'm happy with that. Um, I feel like with Naby's quality though, that could go up easily. That could go up to maybe eight and ten assists, just depending on how he plays, especially if he plays post-lockdown form, plays based on his post-lockdown form, sorry, that couldn't jump up anywhere. Um, I do also think Jones is going to contribute as well, just because of the positions he picks up, how confident he is on the ball, the willingness to strike the ball at any opportunity. So I can see Jones, let's say he gets maybe 15 appearances, maybe five starts, 10 off the bench. I can see him getting three and three, which I'll be mm-hmm. happy with. Mm-hmm. And just those six extra goal contributions can push us closer to City's total. The reason that I said it wasn't needed, though, is because I feel like we're so defensively astute that yeah. we don't yeah. need to blow teams out anymore. We can just carry on winning 1-0. Like we're that good as a defensive unit to just go through games like that. And I wouldn't mind that again. Although I would like to blow teams out, I wouldn't mind us winning the Prem again just by winning 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, whatever it may be. Yeah, and I suppose on, on, on the back of what Marco said, as much as we do want that increased output from the midfield, we still want to make sure that the midfield 
does the job that it has been doing for the past two to three years and that's worked brilliantly for us so we want to make sure that you know I've uh, discussed this in our group chat as well the midfield is very crucial to the team and I personally feel it takes a lot don't tell, of don't tell to... Julian that <laughs> it, it takes uh, I feel a, a player just can't walk in and learn the midfield system they, they, they need yeah. to understand how we work when to go pressing if the fullbacks push up you know that midfielder then can drop back I feel there's, there's, there's just so much to our midfield that is not um, you know all about goal and assists um, and I know that you know people come at me and say oh you know Tiago's what we need but I, I, I really do feel as though we're covered there At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now, and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. And, and we've got enough players to, to, to support that at the moment. Um, we should probably, in my view, be looking at other areas of the pitch. That we uh, can I, I, I have a little bit of a, a bit of a thing about midfield. Where I think we could probably bring in two more midfield bodies and get away with it. Uh, I think you could probably bring in a Thiago and maybe an Owa and you could get away with yeah. it. I think you could, for, for this season especially, because you don't well, know what's going to happen. No one leaving. Yeah, we've. You probably have to loan out Ivra Gruich, and you'd have to negate Milner's role a little bit more, but it's doable. And you probably get to a point around Christmas where, if Genie's not signing a new contract, you could scale his minutes back. Mm-hmm. So I think Fair. it's definitely. I Fair think I, I think I think it's doable. Whether whether it happened. Who bloody knows at this point? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think if our opportunity, I think if our opportunity came up to sign both of those players, I'd definitely do it. But that's that's me, and this is not football manager. So <laughs> going on to players that we should sign. Just before we get onto the community shield preview, I don't know why I've clicked shared screen. So that's my problem. Sorry if there's anything heinous popped up there. Um, I just want to quickly quiz you guys. If we have a bit of a depth issue at centre back, so we saw today Virgil got clad, got a cut above the eye. We don't have Dayan Lovren anymore. I uh, hate more loving, reliable, um, reliable. I say reliable backup. Joel Matip, great player, always injured, and Joe Gomez is susceptible to an injury, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt that most of those injuries are from contact injuries. Do you feel that we are in need of purchasing a fourth choice who could probably become third choice centre-back, Ellis? Yes, 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 we do. Um, big fan of Halvar Hoover. Sorry, Fortune, if you're listening, my bad. Patreon um, exclusive on Curtis Jones and Keanu Hoover is up right now. So head over to the Patreon page to listen to that episode. Go on out. It's too easy, mate. It's too easy. It's too easy. Uh, and Vandenberg, big fan of them. Feel feel that their ceilings are extraordinarily high, but they haven't played a lot of minutes at senior football in the English league. Um, so them playing now will be a bit mad. Um, Nat Phillips is not ready for this level. Do like him. He's a body, but I'm not too sure again if he's ready. Good kid um, good That's it. Um, the young boy, the French boy. Kimoto, I don't know, I'd say his name again. Matthew. Joel's friend. Yep, Joel's friend. Joel's um, mate. Joel's mate. Um, good young player again, same class as Van der Berg and Halva. But I feel that the minutes, it's not there and this is not the season we want to experiment. So I feel that will be in our best interest just to go into the market. Let's say we can get a uh, 27-year-old centre-back just to cover the likes of Matip and also take over Lovren. So, Anik, Joe, I'll come to you on this. Do you both feel that we have a depth issue at centre-back as it stands? And would you be adverse to spending a few peas on a Ben White 
or the kid from Schalke, Ozan Kabak. And I've done a little, I've done a little bit more research on him, and with all the underlying stats and his age, he fits the model. Do you want to go, Jack? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll be quick. Um, yes, we absolutely do need um, centre back. Um, we don't want a massive drop off in quality quality either. We want someone who who could come in and, and do a very very good um, job as well. And I think Ben White, although he doesn't fit my sort of uh, concept for 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 a centre back, he is really good. And he's uh, is he English or is he Welsh? I think he might be English. English. So he'd have he'd come English, with that. So. He'd come with that uh, with that English tax. Exactly. So um, I'll be happy with that. Um, as long as they they fit the right profile and, and they will come in and do it and give a competent um, performance, a, a solid seven out of ten every time we need them, um, I'm quite happy. So yeah, I'll, I'll defer to uh, to Anik. So. Um, Chris, you, you mentioned Quebec. He's the one that plays uh, for Schalke. Schalke, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I think the way we play at the moment, I think if teams are going to ever get out, it's usually over the top or aerially. So I think we need you know a bit more of a, a presence there. And I think I was reading somewhere that um, Quebec aerially is... Is really good, and he's got a good success rate of, of winning the ball in the air, which is why I feel as though if we need to get someone, it sort of fits Joe's player profile of being a tall, strong centre back. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure if Ben White is there in terms of um, it would in terms of sort of fitting our transfer policy. I mean, I don't know how much he's available for. And what I think, will ask I think Brighton are asking for something north of thirty million, which seems a little bit ridiculous at yeah. this point. Uh, when you can look at Quebec uh-huh. and you know, the, unfortunately, this financial difficulty Schalke find themselves in, you could probably get in for a much reduced rate when you would possibly say the ceiling is a little bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the interesting thing about Ben White is from some of the times I've seen him with Leeds last season is he's very good at the ball with feet. Now, whether that is a, a product of him being playing in the championship where you're probably not facing the most pressing of strikers, you know what I mean? You're facing the Jordan Rhodes of the world. Uh, no offence to them, but they're more of the uh, big pub alehouse strikers, if that kind of uh, kind of makes sense. So you, you're afforded a little bit more time on the ball and when you're playing in the best championship side, um, you're going to have that option. So it's, it's a little bit of an interesting one with Ben White because I don't think he, I don't think he would pay north of the 30 million for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they will. It depends how much this Quebec will, will be available for. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think from what I read a while back, I think, I think he'll be uh, the better option for us between uh, him and Ben White. Would you be adverse to bringing in a Ragnar Clavon type of centre back? So I know we were linked with the guy from Real Betis. Yeah, um, the Algerian, Algerian lad. Yeah, so he was yeah. he would probably fit that same profile where he was about twenty seven, twenty eight, uh, mm-hmm. fairly tall, 6'2", 6'3", and has just had the experience and can also play right back as well if needs be. Yeah, get him in, get him in. So the, I, mean, I mean, I think the, the price for that was rumored about eight, nine million quid. Yeah, yeah, so I love that. Yeah, just for an extra body, you know, you do it. Just an extra body. on a fourth choice centre back. I remember being so vocal about Thiago Silva, and I feel like I need to stop talking about transfer targets because every time I mention someone, they end up at Chelsea. Mentioned have Yeah, do, do, do you live? Do you live with yeah, a, like a Chelsea decision maker or something? Because it's getting a bit mad now. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But I was so vocal about Thiago Silva, and the main reason was he would be on a free transfer. He's in the age profile where he's not going to hinder any of our youngers, say our youngsters' development. He can also add to them with the experience that he's got, and he'll be able to pass on little pieces that would further develop them as players. No, nope. and I've, yeah, I'm not. On it now, just in terms of wages, but someone of his ilk, someone who's maybe 29, pushing 30, who's going to be here for two seasons, isn't expected to play much. Is you want you, you, you want a James Milner? 
for yeah, basically, yeah. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also want someone quick because I know we play a high line and it's really easy to get exposed, especially when you don't know the system. So coming straight in and not having the time to adjust, I know it would be a fourth choice in the back, but God forbid everybody falls down and is injured tomorrow, then he would have to play and he would need to be able to adapt to a high line quite quickly. Yeah. Um, just being having being able to have the pace to cover, especially on the left. I would want someone a left-footed centre-back who is of that age profile and is quick enough. I'm not too sure who's on the market now. I would have went for Malang Saar, but Malang Saar apparently might go to Chelsea again. Like, there's so yeah, many... Apparently, apparently he's close to sign a five-year deal. Yeah, so he would have been perfect, in my opinion, because he can play left-back and centre-back. Although now we have a replacement left-back, we don't really need someone that can do that, but it would have been nice to have that utility player there. Mm-hmm. Um, but off the top of the head, I actually don't know who I would want to go for right now. Don't don't Norwich have a, a centre back? That's pretty. pretty and Godfrey. Yeah, Godfrey, I thought I think in Godfrey or Tete, I didn't know which name it was, but yeah, I think Godfrey. It's Godfrey. Ben Ben Godfrey. Yeah. Um, I think I think the way that I think the way that they've behaved with nah. Jamal Lewis. Yeah, I, I think no, he he is. Do I have the right the right guy? He's um he's he's pretty tall. Um, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'd say, so what? Maybe ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, bro, they want twenty-five. You know, you know how they behave. Well, yeah, yeah. Pricing themselves out of moves, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. I guess so. But I I think he'll be perfect. I think he's he's also got the uh, the Premier League experience. Um, He's big. He's 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 athletic. and he'll, do, he'll, you know, he'll be one for. He could be one for the future as well. So, yeah, that's not a bad shot. So, I think last but not least, let's. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mark. What were you saying? I think he's English as well, and he's twenty-two. So that would help with our English quarter in terms yep. of age as well. That's perfect. But then again, that hinders the current crop that we have in terms of centre backs. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to block you on Hoover's development, especially no. at centre back, but. I, I think just in terms of getting someone in who can do a job and not having to throw them yeah. throw them into the fire is, is, as it were. Is, is, is whoever is he actually a centre back because he he seems a bit too yeah. tiny to be one. Yeah, a nah, yeah. He can definitely he can definitely play centre back. He's, he he looks about the same size as Nathan Ake, and he's about six foot. <sighs> he's still growing. He's seventeen, man. He's so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen, nice off. Yeah, I was saying in a group chat, I, I envisage like some of these young boys to have a growth spurt between 19, 20, 21. Um, yeah, you usually get your, your last one around yeah, the yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, it'd be good if Vandenberg actually showed ability to actually be switched on in the game because that would solve nah, a lot of problems. But yeah, I mean, young, young lads, still a lot of time to develop. So let's move on and let's touch on the Community Shield game, which is, I think it's Saturday. I was thinking it was Sunday um, against Arsenal. Glorified preseason game yep, or yep. something we need to take, take seriously? Take seriously. Yeah. And just because it's Arsenal. Just because it's Arsenal. Not, not, because of, not because of who it is, but just more. Start no. how you start how you mean to to get on in, in, in the season. Take it seriously and like really get switched on. Not because of Arsenal. We will get our customary six points off of them. So like <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, who it is. But start <laughs> how, you know, start the campaign as you mean to, to end it and we need to really be on top of our uh, top of our game. So I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, yeah, friends. Of course. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's gotta be a shit show, so just be prepared in it. Um <laughs> Oh, it's school. a when when's the community shield ever been a good an entertaining it's never game? Ever been an entertaining game. Furthermore, <laughs> we've still got two weeks left of our preseason. Yeah. Um I am for the favour that we should take it seriously. You want to lay down a marker, but I believe that we're still in preseason, so it won't it won't um behoove me that we're gonna do like a, a training session before the game. Just because that's where we are at the minute. So I don't expect Liverpool to, to be at 90%. I expect them to be at 70, 75%. Um, I feel that our quality will probably be enough to get us over the line. 
but it depends who we start and whatnot. And it depends about us. I think Arsenal played their first pre-season game today, I think. Yeah, they played the MK Dons. Yeah, today. So, the, game, the game's going to be a shit show. It'll just boil down to who has enough quality on the day. Um, but like I said, we're still in pre-season mode, so I'm not too sure how focused we are to win it. Yeah, I also take Joe's point into, into heavy consideration as well. The, it is you do want to kind of start start as you mean to go on. and You know, we, we granted we did lose the game to Manchester City last year. It wasn't penalties, but it was very much a marker laid down to say that, okay, cool, we're on your level. We know what to expect and we know how to go on. So I'm kind of treating this as a scouting mission, uh, more of a data collection, if anything, as we do have to play Arsenal fairly soon to the season then we don't probably have as much information in the bank on an Arteta setup or a lot of their potential stats and positions of play and whatnot to do a full analysis. So if anything, this this, this comes up as more of a scouting mission to, to pick up on them before we play them at home. I think it's about the fourth game of the season. Something like that. So yeah. Um, Mark, I know you want to say something. Um, just to echo what everybody has said. Yeah, I feel like it is a game that we should take seriously. We should start as we need to go on. Um, I feel like removing Arsenal from the equation, this is a game I wouldn't have minded to lose, similar to what happened last season, where we played Man City and we played very, very well, played really, really good football. Of course, we lost on penalties, which is unfortunate, but you could see the quality there and you could see that we were geared up for the season. The reason I mentioned the Arsenal thing is obviously there's bias between fans and I have my own bias with my Arsenal fans that I know. And... I personally feel like they would take that as a win, like a very, very big win for them going into the season. And not just Arsenal fans, but Arsenal players will be geared up for the season because they've just beat the reigning champions. And Arsenal seem like a club as a collective that tend to do things like that. When they do get a win, it spurs them on to do a little bit more and they play a little bit above their ceiling. So I wouldn't want to give them that confidence. Um, I'm of the fear, so the feeling that we should knock them down before they even get started kind of thing. So whenever we do come up against teams that are not on our level, we shouldn't even give them a sniff in a game. So I do understand that it will be a very, very scrappy game. I know there's six substitutions allowed. Um, I know there's really? six substitutions. Um, there's, I think, five people or six people that have played 60 minutes straight for us which is a problem we're going to have to ask some of our fitter players to push through barriers and just put it all out on the pitch so yeah I know it will be a scrappy game but it's still not a game I would want to lose at all I do like the comparison of you basically saying that we should become late 2000s early 2010s Triple H and bury anyone that comes up and coming on the uh, on the WWE roster love that comparison um, <laughs> Alec, any parting words from yourself on this game? I do want to caveat with the fact that we will do a more in-depth preview over on the uh, Patreon page uh, towards the end of the week on this fixture. So do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash fracas and do sign up so you can have access to that. And of course, all the, the, the fantastic bank of content that we do have on there already for your enjoyment. Uh, back to you, Mr. Alec. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's uh, I, I mean, I want us to take it seriously as well. Uh, you know, it's opportunity to play. You know, the you know the team that won the FA Cup, which 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 they're going to brag about. But exactly what Marco said. You know, we finished first. They finished eighth. We got to show that authority on the pitch. Whether you know whether we're in the middle of preseason or not, I still expect the quality that we have on the pitch to show that. And and I do. I do really want us to win, but something tells me that it's going to be a scrappy game. And just the way, you know, you know, do we have enough cover at right back is in my head. You know, if Aubameyang is playing and he gets going, then I do think Nico Williams could be got at, um, which I could potentially see as, as, as a problem for us. But regardless, you know, we, you know we're, we're, we're so far clear of them that I do, that I do expect us to win. But I do think it's going to be a very scrappy game. Yeah, no, I, I do agree from that end. It's a, it's a weird fixture to come around so quickly. You would have thought they would have pushed it back a few weeks at least. Exactly. Yeah. With the way that the 
with the season has kind of fallen. But hey, the FA uh, and and the Football League scheduling issues with Liverpool is an age-long battle that Jurgen Klopp will continue to fight vehemently. Any other parting words before we sign off for this week's episode of Cop and Fracas? No? Trouble, trouble next season, yeah? Don't know the boys. Just <laughs> <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that, yeah. Would you start Brewster? Yes. Based on form? Yes. Yeah, it's on my I notes. Like, no. I wrote that down as well to say, no, should no. we start Brewster? No, we shouldn't. We don't have any other goal-scoring strikers. If if you if you say that you want to be Arsenal, you have to start your strongest eleven, and your yeah, strongest eleven yeah. includes Roberto Firmino. Regardless, of you know, what... you know what the funny thing was on Saturday, mm. he played more like a traditional number nine than positions he was taking up. Oh, did he? Also, he knows and... how to do it then. And he no, back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been asked to do it last season. I think moving forward. And I know Tay said it, I know you said it in the group, and I've kind of shied away from it, but I think Bobby's going to have a big season next season. And yeah, I don't um, know why that is. But I think, you, 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 know, you know why it is? You look at the XG from what he had for last season, I think it was floating around 16, 17 goals. Hmm. So, if you perform to your XG, you're capable of having a top-tier season for any Premier League striker. Yeah, and the law of averages... Yeah. I don't think you can have a season like that again. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy one because do you, do you remember the season? I, I'm not comparing the two players whatsoever. I'm just thinking the scenarios are fairly similar. Do you remember that season where Suarez had where he was just consistently hitting the post? Yeah, he got like 11 yeah. goals that season. And he got 11 yeah. goals. And yeah. the season and after, got, yeah, he got like it was 23. just 23. Yeah. So it is, and, and, sometimes it is a victim of circumstance, but... It is also a fact that you do need to kind of bury your chances when you do get them. And we're, and I think all top-level players are guilt, guilty of that, but it was more evident for Bobby last year. Yeah. And just to factor something else, and we've mentioned Jones getting more minutes, the possibility of Thiago and Naby being more consistent on the pitch. I feel like those will open up avenues for him to get more opportunities because of the type of players that we're bringing into the squad. They're so creative and so progressive moving forward that he won't need to be dropping back so much. And he has the ability to be in and around the box more with them on the ball further down, sorry, further backfield. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Good stuff. Well, boys, I'm glad you've been able to join me for this week's episode of Cup and Fracas. Thank you so much for taking the time out to discuss all things of LFC for this week. Um, Of course, if you are hungry and you're looking forward to the new season and you want some more content, from Osierra Copy and Fracas, please do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Copy and Fracas. And from as little as three pound a month, you will have a whole host of amazing content that we've done. And that's not me blowing steam up my own ass. It's just a really good, we're, we're, we're pumping out some really good stuff at the moment. Uh, we did a crossover episode with Mugger uh, debating uh, this season's LFC team to the 07 08 Man United team, if I'm right now. Uh, it was an 0709 Man United team. So that was that was very fun, very enjoyable. Uh, a few laughs came from there. Of course, we've got the transfer game series ongoing. There'll be another one of those uploaded this week where uh, I see Mr. Marco, Anik and Fahi will be stepping up to see what they will do for this LFC team this season. And of course, we finished off our end of season reviews this week and that episode came out yesterday. That included myself. Ellis, Glam and Harold talking about the end of season for Liverpool. Very funny part if I do say so myself. Thank you. Very interesting moments there. But yeah, if, if you if you like what we're doing over here and you are keen to hear a lot more content on a weekly basis, but please do head over to the like, our Patreon page and do subscribe. But that has been your episode of It's powered by Twitchline Media Group for this week. And we will see you soon. Hopefully with a community shield. 
on the floor. Peace. Okay. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.